Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to become that confident leader and take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I am very excited to have Glenn Parker as my guest, and let me tell you about Glenn. So Glenn is the author of 15 books and is a leadership and team effectiveness consultant to some of the world's leading organizations. In 2020, he co-authored with his son, Michael, the book, Positive Influence, The Leader Who Helps people become their best self. And in 2023, he and Michael also wrote a book called Positive Influence 2, Leadership in Time of Crisis, in a time of crisis. So I thought it would be appropriate to talk about the types of positive influencers, those influence leaders, and which one are you? So please join me in welcoming Glenn Parker as we take a journey through this discussion on positive leadership. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Vicki. Nice to be here and really looking forward to our conversation. I love to, I know that you're interested in leadership and so am I. So we'll we'll have uh, a lot to collaborate on here. So good. And so we always start out with an easy question. I did ask him this earlier, but we're going to ask again, tell the audience, where do you call home? Where do you live? I I live in central New Jersey. It's about halfway between Philadelphia and New York City. Uh, It's about, oh, um, 50 miles from the Atlantic Ocean. So it's a very nice place to live. It's about 10 minutes uh, to the university may have heard of called Princeton University. (laughs) And so we're, we're very fortunate to be here. Yeah. Princeton, I know um, I have also an anti-aging wellness business and one of our chief scientists is from Princeton and uh, works out of Princeton. So yes, I do know Princeton. (laughs) Yeah, There there are quite a few scientists here. Yes. (laughs) All right. Let's just get into this topic. Share with the audience in your mind, in your opinion, what a positive influence leader is what makes a positive influence leader so, so vicky let me let me answer this question um by telling you a story actually my story and, and and as you know we use a lot of stories of um people's experience and quotes that people shared with us because we did a lot of research where we collected information mm-hmm. from leaders and so it, it seems to us that stories have much more impact than simply 
let me give you the five characteristics of a positive influence leader. Yes. So uh, let me take you back. This is actually my story. It's my my first job out of grad school, uh, my first boss, and my first performance appraisal. Woo. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so um, my boss, Larry, is conducting the meeting with me. And the meeting, you know, seems to be going pretty well. He's pretty happy with my work. And well, speaking of my work, um, basically my work involved research, which essentially meant look up information and write a report. Mm -hmm. Look up more information, write another report. Uh, it was kind of boring, but I was good at boring at that time. <laughs> and I, I knew... I knew at some point um, in the conversation, it was gonna come to my development plan. What do I wanna do going forward? And it came to that time and Larry said to me, well, Glenn, you know, what do you wanna do? And I had prepared for this and I had seen that uh, the folks across the hall in leadership development seemed to be having a lot of fun. <laughs> they were traveling all over the country uh, and in Canada at that time. And they were conducting workshops and they come back with stories of those workshops. And of course, there's always travel stories um, that along with that. And I thought, gee, that would be interesting. So I said to Larry, I think I might like to try that next, uh, but I, I don't know, I, I don't know much about it. Could I observe a class to see what it's like? So he said to me, well, as a matter of fact, I'm going down south next week to conduct two workshops, um, and you can come along with me. But here, the only thing is, Glenn, I can't really justify your travel experiences unless you teach something. So, you know, my lips started to quiver, and I said, <laughs> well, what, what do you mean? I, I, I don't know anything. How could I teach something? So he said, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. And he did. And I did. And I taught something. And it worked out very well. And I said, wow, I like this. I want to, this is something that I wanted. So let me tell you about why I say Larry's a positive influence leader was a very positive influence on me. Because he he could have said something like, I've heard other people say, well, uh, I'll tell you what, why don't you teach the two-day class? I'll sit in the back of the room and I'll give you feedback after the, uh, after the two days are over. No, he didn't do that. First of all, he gave me uh, something that he knew that I knew well and could teach. And he gave me two hours to do it on the afternoon of the second day. So the class was warmed up yeah. and the only thing I could do at that point was screw it up. And <laughs> I didn't. And so not only did he give me the opportunity, he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself that I could do that. And that's one of the key things about being a positive influence leader. They see something in you often that you don't see in yourself. In addition, he positioned me for success. As I said, he gave me a two-hour unit to do on the afternoon of the second day. And 
that's also a key thing. I, I he didn't want to play gotcha with me. He mm. wanted to. He wanted me to be successful. Thought I could, and he put me in a position in a situation that I could be successful. And I went on and changed the trajectory of my career. That so. is so true. So so very true. And it, you know, I I think one of the things that you just said is really pivotal pivotal for others to remember that you set them up to success and not for failure. And you're right. I mean, in my 40 plus years of being in corporate, I saw many times where managers, well, let me just give them something to see what they can do, knowing that they weren't going to be successful, but allowing them to fail. And, and I, I agree that I learned most of my best lessons that were lasting lessons by failing, but you have to give them that, that first nugget of something good. You know, when I teach the youth how to public speak, I help them to get through that first speech so that they know they feel what success feels like, and then they want it. They crave right. it. Right. Right. Yes, and you don't put them in front of a hostile audience. You no. don't. Uh, I'm, you know, your time slot is two hours. You tell them that it's twenty minutes, and uh, and so they have a better opportunity to to be successful. Yes, I, I agree with that. So, you talked about your book. We we talked about your book in that very first book. I I know. Um, I'm in the midst of writing mine right now. And so I would love for you to describe the research that you went through for your book. Um, what did it entail? And and what yep. did you learn from that about yourself? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our, the, we call this sort of bottoms up research. We, we start with an idea. That we had this idea about... Um, that there are leaders who are positive influence on others um, because of some experiences we both had um, that were very um, informative and telling in our career. And we felt like, gee, we can't be the only people that have had this experience. So we, um, we had this idea of trying to come up with a profile, a description of a mm -hmm. positive influence leader based on interviews that we would conduct with people who were recipients of leadership, uh, people who helped them by being a positive influence, uh, and some things that they did themselves as positive influence leaders. So we interviewed over 50 people, um, and we asked them about their, their experiences. Um, about one hour uh, interview, and we asked them these in-depth questions. What did the person do? How did you feel about it? What was the outcome of it? And it, as we were going through this, and as we were getting toward the end, we realized that we there was no one profile, that there were a lots of ways that you could be a positive influence leader. They're all of them different, but all of them positive. And mm -hmm. so in the end, we came up with the idea of four different types or four different styles of positive influence leaders. Mm. And that became the heart of the book. Um, four different types, four different styles. All of them were positive, 
from the standpoint of the of the organization and the person, but different. And mm -hmm. and they they and hopefully in many of the cases, it's exactly what the person needed at that time. Mm -hmm. So and, yeah, and that's, and that's, that's, that's you know, I think another key thing for a, a leader is to understand the needs of that person who they're mentoring, their coaching, training, right. whatnot. So you mentioned the four. So why don't you go through quickly, I guess, um, and then we can get in more detail. What are the four types? Yeah, the four types are the supportive, the teacher, the motivating leader, and the role model. Uh -huh. So the supportive, as you might suggest, is somebody who says, you know, Vicki, you can do this. I, I got your back. Mm -hmm. um, I'm willing to help. I will not do it for you, but I will help you. And I've what I've seen in you, you can do it. So that person is supportive. It, it could be a parent. It could be a teacher. It could be a friend. Um, it could be a, a manager. It could be a coach. Um, the teacher, as the name implies, is some somebody that teaches you what you need to know in order to be successful. So they teach you skills and knowledge that you need on the job, but they also teach you how to get things done, values. This is right, that's wrong. You don't do this, you do that. You do that. Um, and so there's lots of ways, and we found many people were teachers, even though they didn't carry the title of teacher, but they had the ability to do that. Um, and the motivating leader was Larry. Larry was a motivating leader. He's the one that helped me find my true north, my direction, my purpose in life. And he, as I said, saw something in me that initially I didn't see in myself. And then finally, the role model is just what you think of a role model. Somebody you look at and say, oh, that's how it's done. So you, you're able to see them. You know, some I'm sure many people have looked at you, Vicky, and say, "Oh, th okay, that that's how you lead an organization. That's how you help young people." Um, and they say, "Oh, okay, now I understand." And the other thing, and and a couple of things about the 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 role model. One is they walk the talk. You know, because a lot of role models have say a lot of grand things. Um, but when you watch them closely and very and that's what people do, they're they're watching you closely. They want to see if your your actions match your words. And that's one of the key components of the effective role model. Sometimes role models are people you never met, but you've seen them, you've watched them. And so very often, and we know about many famous people who are role models to you know, a, a generation of other, of people, people they've never met and people will never meet them, but people look to them and say, mm, that's, I, I want to do that. So those are the four types. Those are the four styles. Um, all of them different, but all of them helpful, but in, in different ways. Yeah. And I think with any leadership style, it's important for all of the audience to know and understand each of those four types, because at certain times, as we talked about 
getting to know the people that are you're supporting or that you're that are on your team or in your organization at certain times you need to use each one of those for that person what yeah. the situation warrants right Vicky, you're right on target. And and the, the 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 really effective positive influence leader has the ability to assess the situation, look and say, okay, what does Vicky need now? And be able to use the strengths of that particular style and not just go with, well, this is what I'm good at. So this is what you're going to get. Well, we call that the transformational leader, somebody who has the breath to use all four or, or any one of the four styles as as the moment demands that they that they do that. Yeah. You're right. I used to hate whenever I in my early years before I even thought about leadership, um, I used to hear, oh well, you shouldn't do that. You're gonna set precedent. And it just right. drove me nuts because it's like, don't work so hard. You're going to set precedent. Don't do this. And it's like, well, but I'm just doing me. <laughs> I'm not asking anybody else to do me. I'm right. just doing me. Yeah. And then, and I think that's why I became so passionate about the leadership and um, understanding it and growing as a leader, because I didn't want to feel and I didn't want the people on my team to feel like I felt at that time yeah and I think what you're saying about the precedent you're you're, you're not a uh, judge you're not on the supreme court deciding things that will become a president a precedent um you are as a leader need to maintain that flexibility that is you know what what was often called years ago situational leadership what mm -hmm what the situation requires and therefore what the person requires at that time and flex to that style and use the strengths of that style because otherwise think, way off. I think sometimes too, people that are maybe newly promoted or, or perhaps did not have a, a good role model, if you will, um, will just do what they're comfortable with Yes. Whether the person is going to resonate with it or not. And because it's easier, it's again, not pushing them outside of their comfort zone to be able to have a diverse workforce under you. It, it takes work. <laughs> it takes, it takes time. And, um, and I think sometimes people were always trying to take the easy road instead of the right road. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my strength rather than what this what this person needs. And so, yeah. really effective leader is able to look at the situation, look at the person, and say, "This is what I th this is what this person needs, and this is what I can do." Because even though there are four styles, and by the way, all of us, this is a very important message about these four styles. All of us have the capacity to use the strengths of all four styles. Yeah. Happen to choose to use one more frequently, what we call your preferred style. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't use the strengths of other styles. Yeah. Uh, and the really effective leader does that. Yeah. And that's what uh, that's what we want to teach 
people in the organization and teach leaders how to do. Yeah, I know that um, I always refer to it as your natural behavior um, yes. style. And so in times of stress, though, people need to understand that in times of stress, they will automatically go to that one that's their their go-to or their natural. And if that's not going to work for the situation, then they need right. to be aware of that. Correct. And that's why we have training. That's why we have development programs so that people can learn that and be able to flex to it. Um, so, yeah. yeah. That flows nicely into the next question was for the audience out there probably wondering, well, how can I tell what what <laughs> is the sure. leader I am? You know, again, if they've been doing this for a while, they may have several of them, but how can they tell what is their dominant or that natural leader style? Well, um, some people may be able to figure it out by what I just said, or reading the book and reading the chapters that focus on those four styles. Um, the other way to do it and um, is we developed um, as a result of finding that there were four types or four styles, we developed a, a self-assessment tool. It's actually a, um, a survey questionnaire that you fill out. And at the end, it gives you uh, a reading on the, the four styles and which one is your preference, which one do you use somewhat, this one you do least, uh, the least amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's in the back of the book. Uh, our publisher has been kind enough to also publish it as a separate booklet so that uh, it's, you know, it makes it a lot easier to fill out than just, you know, pulling back and pushing down the pages at the back of the book. Plus, you may want to do it with your whole team. This, yeah. this exercise in a team building or leadership development um, exercise. So you get a score, you get score for the four styles, but it doesn't leave you there. It then says, okay, what do you want to do with this? <laughs> uh, and so that leads to a development exercise in which you look at um, how do I build on my strengths? How do I increase my effectiveness in areas that I'm not so strong in? How do I bring that up and become a more well-rounded mm -hmm. positive influence leader. So when I, whoever I encounter, um, I can flex to whatever that person needs. Yeah. Uh, so it, so it, it, it stops you from overusing, to your point, overusing the strengths of one particular style because you have that dominant, as you mm -hmm. say, um, and encourages you to be more situational and to be more uh, uh, more employee centered. What yeah. do they need, not what you like to do? Yeah. To be a leader in the 21st century, that's what you got to do too. It's, so, question is how do I cope with people who are negative influences in my life and work? We could spend a yeah. whole day on this one, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's interesting because um, Michael and I started out, we we didn't ask this question, um, but we were I don't know the second or third interview in, and someone said, Glenn, aren't you going to ask us 
and it's going to ask me about my negative influences because I got a lot more of those to tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> and we said, wow, why aren't we asking that? So we then started asking everybody, uh, what negative influences have you had in your life and how'd you cope with that person? And that was very telling, very revealing. So people had developed coping strategies. Mm -hmm. We outline that in a book. I'll just give you a couple examples here. Um, one of them, one of the coping strategies that seemed to come up quite a bit was that people took on the negativity as a challenge. <laughs> you think I can't do that? <laughs> I'm going to show you. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't start with me. I will show. So for example, Jerry is a, um, he's a, um, a person that we interviewed and he told us this story about being in high school and uh, trying to make plans for college. And he said he decided he wanted a major double major in economics and business. And he went to the career counselor or whatever they called them at the time uh, and talked about this is what he wanted to do. And she gave him that look like, mm. <laughs> really? You? Yeah. Yeah. And that <laughs> I don't need to say any more about that. Yeah. Um, and so he went, yeah, me, he said in his mind, because he was, so he went on to um, graduate with a double major in engineering and uh, and business. And he went to have a 30-year career at General Electric, GE, wow. and, and became not only uh, a, uh, a top engineer, but then an engineering manager, and then subsequently a, a, a consultant. And I said to him, did you ever go back to that career? <laughs> I was just <laughs> and, thinking that. Yes. How and fast he, did he go back and say, yeah. hey. <laughs> you know what he said, Vicky? He said, Never. I didn't need to. Yeah. I didn't need to. Yeah, I know. I, and I said to him, by the way, Jerry, is do you think that it what she how she reacted to you was because you're African American? He said, No. She was just bad at her job. Yeah. He was not going to, I threw a, a little bait out there and, and I, I know him very well, so I could certainly do that. And uh, he just, he said, no, she was just bad at her job. And that, I mean, we, I can talk about some, some other examples. If you you want to, you want to go mm -hmm. forward a couple of sure, others. We can do one, one but, or two more. Okay. So for example, one, another coping strategy was to work around the person, do a workaround. Because mm. uh, sometimes you can't just blow the person off. Yeah. You know, you can't uh, just suddenly say, oh, by the way, um, uh, because sometimes we, we found people where a parent was a negative influence <laughs> um, and or a teacher was a positive, was a negative influence. And you can't just say, you know, I, I, I'm going to change parents um or change classes yeah so uh so one of the cope i i'm talking about I'm, one that's, that's a corporate example a woman named nancy who i know very well she worked at a client organization where i worked um and she was she was an hr representative and she was assigned to a particular team it was the I, it team um 
And she quickly became, quickly became apparent that the manager of the, that group had no had a very low or no regard for women in professional mm -hmm. capacities. And he made it extremely difficult for her to do her job was just what she was to be a resource to that group for in human resources. Uh, for example, he would have staff meetings and uh, she would not be on the distribution list. So she didn't know, wouldn't know the meeting was, um, was being held. But she, how she, what she did is she started to work with individual members of the team, and ha had them, had them, find tried to find out from them what did they need? Did they need information about the, any of their benefits? Did they want? Did they were they interested in what the next career opportunities were? And she worked on people one on one, and they began to realize she was a heck of a good resource for them and she became successful. He never acknowledged her value and her contribution, but she worked around to the point where she was uh, helpful and successful in doing her work without the authority giving her permission to do it. So people do that sort of things. Sometimes people learn from negative examples. They watch it and go, when I get my chance, I'm never going to do that. No. Uh, a young woman that I um, that way interviewed, she wanted to work in women's health. And she got a job at a women's health clinic. And she was so happy because this is the kind of work that she wanted to do. But the woman who was the director of the clinic um, was just awful leader. She fostered competition among employees. She didn't listen to suggestions from employees on how to do things or processes better. Um, and so Mindy, she said, mm, you know, when I get my shot, I'm going to make sure. Uh, now I know how it's supposed to be by watching somebody who is not doing it right. And she went on and now runs a wonderful program, a center for women who have been um, have been sexually and verbally abused um, mm -hmm. by people uh, in, in South Florida. And she they, she's revered for her work in the organization. All right, so we are approaching the time where we need to do um, our rapid fire, probably just have time for one. Okay. So let me see which one I want to choose. So how do positive influence leaders pay it forward? Well, we went into this thinking that that would be the case. If you benefited from someone who was like Larry, for example, mm -hmm. if I benefited right. from someone like that, that I, there was a high probability that I would do it with other people as I encountered them in my life, I, I, you would pay it forward. And that was something that people did. And it became a thing with them. Sometimes they did it with a specific person. Sometimes it just became part of what they do. For example, you mentioned writing a writing a book. I've written a lot of books and very often people come to me and say, Glenn, can you help me? Well, I always say yes, because someone helped me. Someone 
cracked open the door for me for my first book. And it, it was a life changer for me. And by the way, that offer applies to you as well. If you want some help in, in, in writing the book, I'd be more than happy to do that. Thank you so much. All right. So you, you gave us great information, great tips, and I would encourage everyone to get not only book one, but book two. I'm going to share my screen so you can see just exactly how you can do that and contact Glenn if you want to learn more about what he does. So those that are just listening in, you know, I tell you every time that if you do not have a paper and pencil, which you should have had because you missed all these great points, but uh, go get it right now. I'm going to give the website information to you. If you are driving or unable to get it at this moment, it will be on my website as well as the YouTube channel that you can get a screenshot at that time or listening in uh, at a later time. So he his website is thepositiveinfluenceleader.com. Again, that's the positive leader influence, I'm sorry, the positive influence leader.com. I think I just wrote his next book, um, the positive influence leader.com. And you also can email him at Glenn at the positive influence leader.com. If you go to social media, you can find him on Facebook at team 36 skill boy. That's capital T for team 36 capital S for skill and capital B for boy. Team 36 Skill Boy. And LinkedIn, you can find him by his name. Thank you very much. Glenn Parker. So Glenn Parker on LinkedIn. I'm going to turn it over to Glenn to tell you a little bit about what you can find on his website and about those books. So uh, we just talked about pay it forward. And let, let me, because um, I had to, we've had such a great conversation here. Let me make this offer to all your listeners. If they send me an email at this address, Glenn mm -hmm. at the positive influence leader.com with their mailing address in, in the United States, I'll have, sorry, I have to listen to, listen to that, limited to that. I will send them a complimentary signed copy of <gasps> the latest book, the uh, leadership in a time of crisis. If, if they pay it forward, by buying a copy of the book, either from the publisher, which is HRD Press, or of course, Amazon, and gift it to someone in their life who they think would benefit from that book um, by paying it forward. Uh, as I said, I will s send them a complimentary signed copy of the book. Awesome. And I promise I will never I will never put you on a mailing list. That address is sacrosanct with me. You will will not uh, will I, I will not use it other than to um, mail the, the the complimentary book to you. And you can see on the screen uh, he does give you the hardpress.com hrdpress.com or an 800 number to get those books, or you can do like a million others do and go to Amazon to get yours. <laughs> Thank you so much, Glenn, for sharing such great information. And yes, this is one of my favorite topics. In fact, tomorrow I start one of my uh, six week courses at a company for leading with your heart, your head and your hand. And uh, 
So all of this information shared here just goes much in line with what I'll be teaching over the next six weeks to the, that group. Um, it's, I think, you know, especially now in this time of remote workers and um, people just changing careers, people starting their own businesses and um, maybe weren't in a leadership role before. I think it's just really vital that we send as many resources out to people to be able to help them be stronger leaders because we all know that it isn't the company that you leave, it's the leader. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Vicki, thank you very much. I've enjoyed the conversation and I, I hope we've provided some good information to your listeners. Absolutely. And as always, as I end, I remind everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.